Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. We're starting a series that's been requested. It's uh, actually, we're updating it because I did it years ago, but we're putting a fresh new look on this and what are the eating tendencies for each of the four types of children. And we're starting with our type one child. And as a refresher, that movement is upward, light, more random, buoyant. They have that bright, fresh quality to them. And the social child. Yeah, this is the social child. We're talking about how your natural movement will either be disruptive or supportive. And you knowing this will help tweak things. And I'm going to bold underline the word tweak because this is not meant to suggests that you're going to have, if you have all four types children in your family, for example, you're going to have to support four different eating experiences. That's not the goal. The overall goal is to create an experience as a family, especially at dinner time, where that's honored first. And then within that bigger goal of a family experience and what supports your family in your meal times is what can you tweak with each of these four types that supports their natural movement and behavior so you're enrolling them to want to eat healthy, to want to have consistency and what supports their ability to choose a real, you know, develop the habits to have a great diet. And as a parent, as you learn this more specific information, you already are familiar with their tendencies How do we apply it with food? As you become familiar with that, then you'll kind of have your toolbox full and ready to go. So at snack time or meal time, if there's a frustration, you'll know you'll be better equipped at how to handle it. You'll say, oh, yeah, remember, they're random, light, social. How can I make this more fun? Or what do I need to tweak, like you mentioned? Mm -hmm. So that's what's – yeah, we don't need to revamp everything well, you see just... that picture. You've got your type one child <laughs> running around, snacking out of a bag. The type four eating the same thing every day, eyes, eating one, <laughs> you know, a selection of five items they'll choose from. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. I don't think that's reasonable. But you and can, you can tweak, get a really you can good, tweak things. Yeah, you can. And we'll also talk about tips for the type one parent at the end. Uh, we'll cover a couple questions, and that will be one of them. But you'll get a really good idea too about your fam- your family's overall energy and what needs that you have as a a whole family. Mm -hmm. So let's get started with the first question is what is the type one child's conduct at the table and do they stay at the table and eat? Which is a, you know, an interesting question considered. Not a lot of people are even asking this question, but we do have a specific response for every type. And let's remember their keywords, random, animated, buoyant. So Carol. So that would suggest that long sitting times at a table is a challenge for them. And they'll want to disengage. Connect is connect is one of the uh, movement patterns they have. Connecting with something, disconnecting with it, uh, being distracted easily. And if they're bored, if things feel heavy, if it's too serious of an event experience, they they want to disconnect from it. And so you kind of look at the overall atmosphere. And let's just take dinner time as typical for people. We'd hope you're sitting down as a family uh, on a routine basis to have your meal, or if your child is eating breakfast, maybe they're on a bar stool for that meal, um, do they get up 
are they connecting, disconnecting a lot? And if you're supporting, if you're frustrated about that and trying to just how you're approaching it is to just get them to sit, forget what can you do to engage them in the experience so they don't choose to disconnect and leave that space. And the tip is to ask yourself, how can I create interest? And it doesn't need to be a you know game or toys at the table, but a conversation, asking fun questions together, even letting the kids kind of lead the conversation. Mm-hmm. We've heard from a lot of parents that the child will be anxious to get up and to move on, but when they've engaged the child and been able to you know have a conversation at the table, mm-hmm. then the time passes more quickly from them and they're more pleasant. You go to a restaurant, they have coloring mats and crayons for children to keep them engaged. You could have that at your home. You know, you want to balance it with that they're eating while they might be yeah. coloring and I have something. I have a strict like no toys at the table policy and it's got to be our food and our conversation because I think even with high movement children, I've got two type threes. If you have a type one, like I think it's important to learn those manners and Mm -hmm. that we're sitting together as a family and this is the experience. What if they're just eating breakfast, sitting at a bar stool? Well, those meals pass much more quickly. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just get the food and let's move Mm -hmm. on. Where dinner, I I like, and we'll talk about this. We have a podcast that will come after this series about family dinner tips, but about creating that experience and it will last a little bit longer. And so we even have a joke book that we'll pull out sometimes and take turns reading jokes. And Mm so just having simple ideas where it's about talking together and creating moments and um, some games, but not, you know, card games. It's just more conversational. Before we go on, we have a brief message you're going to want to hear. Knowing your type and your child's type changes everything, doesn't it? It helps you to understand one another better. It can help your outside, too. When you wear clothes that express your type, you feel better, you look better, and people understand you more easily, including your kids. Carol Tuttle created the Dressing Your Truth program to help you dress true to your type and create a personal style that expresses who you really are. The best part? You can learn all the basics for free. Start loving how you look and feel at DressingYourTruth.com. The next question is, do type ones have a favorite food or specific requests about their food? Well, I have a series in our lifestyle content about what foods we're each naturally drawn to based on our own natural movement. And the key words here are light and crisp, that they do like things to have a lightness to them where they might not enjoy heavier foods like lots of meats and pancakes maybe or in the morning like a heavier more savory breakfast something like a a, just maybe some fruit or toast the definitely like when a type one has cravings it's going to be for chips or something that's why they like snacking so much a lot of your snacks are light and crisp Mm -hmm. and they come in cute little bags (laughs) (laughs) they can it's more fun it's playful so the good, the good thing about this, a lot of your vegetables are light and crisp. Yes. <laughs> and you can do creative Fun sauces and with dips. veggies and mm. cut out shapes. And your child can, once they have child-friendly knives and cutting tools, the children can learn to get involved in the, prep, the preparation, yeah. which I think a type 1 child would be more interested in eating what they've helped prepare. And I know a lot of type ones and they've got us that have a strong sweet tooth. So that is something where, you know, maybe replacing those 
if there's a lot of sweets, replacing those with healthier options, like instead of fruit snacks, maybe some fruit leather. You could even cut that up into shapes. And, right. Um, or fruit, you know, raspberries that you can put on your finger and make a fun little game out of it. And another keyword here would be variety. And so maybe when it comes to snack time, you have some different options that they can choose maybe two of. And it can mm-hmm. kind of mix and match each day a little bit differently and So just creating, rather than so much routine and restriction, a little bit of freedom in those areas. of uh, That's where I like to give my kids a little more freedom is in snack time, where dinner time, we're eating what I've prepared. Same with um, breakfast, lunch, they can kind of choose between a few things. But I think that's good to provide that little bit of flexibility where they can make their own choices. You made some changes recently to your snacking experience because – if your child's snacking all day long, and that's disruptive to eating, you know, well-rounded and cons- consuming what you want them to consume during meal times. Yeah, we. I used to have a breakfast, then a morning snack, then lunch, and then an afternoon snack, and it was. I felt that it was a lot of snacking, and there wasn't really a routine time. It was just when the kid came up and said, "I'm hungry." Okay, let's grab a snack. And now we just we've eliminated the morning snack. We get a hearty breakfast. We have an afternoon snack at three o'clock, and um, sometimes they're hungry when it comes to dinner, but they know they know the times. So yeah, snacking can be disruptive to children wanting to eat and consume food at mealtime. And we've got some great tips in our fifth podcast in this series, which is your meal tips and planning. Because so often parents will just, if a child says, I'm hungry, the parent Mm -hmm. will I think as a type one, it's it's something fun. It's something to look forward to. It's something to distract. Like, I just want a little snack. And so- But it can then, the child may not want to eat their their meal. Yeah. And then it overflows to, oh, they just had a bunch of snacks all day and not like a good meal. And so I would- create some structure around that as a parent. And this will kind of lead into our next tip when we're talking about type one parent tendencies when it comes to eating. But being able to have those designated times Mm -hmm. of mealtime and snack time, and then allowing the child that freedom within those times, you know, with some healthy options. So let's talk now about a type one parent's tendencies when it comes to food and eating Mm -hmm. and meal prep. Well, they like variety. They have uh, that disconnect, connect, disconnect, which that plays out as inconsistency and a lack of structure when it comes to meals and prep. Having healthy snacks available because you've taken time to prep them. Meal prep so that you're not just picking up fast food at the last minute, that you've got a plan, that you actually have prepared yourself with what you need to be consistent. Preparation helps us create consistency. So if you're just meeting each meal with the next... I think that's the part that gets so heavy for type ones. I know so many... But I'm thinking of um, my mother-in-law and two of my best friends are type ones, and they... I've never been into the meal thing. <laughs> like they, they're, and they're like, my friends are moms and they're like, I hate meal time. I hate dinner time. Like, well, that's because they're the prep and the planning and the, it's such a There's a way to do it as them. a type one that you'd say, you know, a couple times a week, I'm going to just, we're going to do takeout or we're going to mix this up. So it's not like every meal is a lot of work. Yeah. So You've maybe you got to choose variety and how, what, Preparation is just planning ahead, mm-hmm. thinking it through, because you're not going to eat as well 
when it's just last minute, typically, especially with children. And you'll just default to frozen things and things that are in boxes and, you know, prepared foods. Or snack or, foods, you know. Or takeout yeah. or drive throughs And you're not getting whole healthy foods that are fresh. Because always whole healthy fresh foods take a little more forethought. Time, money, and energy. There is more required. Peel them, yep. cut them. <laughs> well, they have them. food meal services, you know, where you can yeah, get all yeah, the we, things. Yeah, they can incorporate. See, it's that variety. Mm-hmm. Maybe the meal service. So many times, I'm going to prepare two, three of the dinners this week. I'm going to. You, you've got to mix it up and make it. Mm-hmm. And maybe you and have a, a. But I know a type one who's your daughter, your sister in law. Yes, I was going to mention excellent her. at this. Yeah, Jalea, she's type one, and she. She kind of she has this fun thing that she just goes all out with her meals. Like she'll buy the fun extra ingredients. I was telling her the other day. I was like, I really admire like how you like. She may you know it's St. Patrick's Day. She'll get the corned beef and all the yeah. fixings. She has fun. She and makes like when it I do my grocery a... shopping, I'm more practical and yeah. I'm like just buy the repeat stuff. But she'll buy like the fun extras that make a meal yeah. really. And she special. lets herself do DoorDash, and she mm-hmm. lets herself go. They'll do a couple meals a week where they'll either bring it in or go out. She mixes it up yeah. a lot. And she creates her meal prep as something to look forward to. She'll look up yeah. something on Pinterest or it's – and it looks fun to make. She or tries she'll new see things something. all the time. Yeah, she does. And there's so many websites now. We actually – we subscribe to one of the same um, – like this recipe gal – Jalea and I, and so we'll often find we're making the same thing during the week. I'm like, oh, oh you got her email too. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of, of inspiration to, to get ideas. You know, there's, there's plenty of bloggers out there that are doing the work for you where yeah. they do the meal plan for the whole week. Mm-hmm. There's so many options. And yeah, it's you've just got to kind find of like someone that you Finding your sweet spot to. of what is fun and keeps it light and maybe it lasts for two weeks and then you do a week of takeout and then you reinvent your plan and you know I my sister my type one sister she's got four boys and so she kind of goes back and forth of this like what what do I want to make what what will they actually eat and she for a while was just doing repeat Monday night we have this Tuesday we have this Wednesday we have this and for a whole month just kept it really simple and easy Mm -hmm. and so there's lots of different options it's not going away You'd best to change. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know. It'd be best to change your attitude and just find a way that works. And and you don't have to love it, but you can make it more pleasant and make it workable, doable. It's just a function of um, raising a family. I saw a meme. Teaching good habits. That said, we have to eat dinner, but we already did it yesterday. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. It comes lately. around like, again. You know how many dinners I've cooked <laughs> in my life. I'm still cooking them, but it's okay. I don't mind, and you find your way with it, and you'll you're always going to eat healthier with some prep. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. When you're just resorting to last minute decisions, what's fast and convenient is a lot. Unless you're willing to just eat a lot of raw veggies, you know. It just typically isn't your healthiest food options. Mm-hmm. Keywords here to remember for both the parent and child and the type one eating experience, keep it light and even social. Like mm-hmm. I one more tip for they have a lot of like um in at least in our area where you can go and make the meals ahead, like thirty yeah. days of meals and you're the with your friends while prep. you're making it. That's a social mm-hmm. experience. 
And well, you used to do the meal exchange with Julia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can find – and I know Jenny, my sister Jenny's done that where you find maybe another family in your neighborhood and you take some meals of the week and they take some meals of the week. Yeah, and, and you, you just swap double your, up yeah, on what you're doing. Yeah, you're making double. So. And you, you swap. Yeah, there's so We've many We've gotten ideas. together before you've had uh, – when you've had – times where you're having new babies and we've done the meal prep for like, you know, 30 frozen meals. Yeah. You do that with the group. We've done it with a paid service. We've done it at my house. Mm -hmm. And along with that keyword social, again, remembering to keep dinner time and meal time engaging with your kids so mm -hmm. that it becomes a pleasant experience and keep it flexible. I think, I think that kind of goes along with the word random, keeping it flexible yeah. within Within the structure, because <laughs> I do think that having those good meal times and snack times set really is good for the body and for just the overall structure in the home. So This week's parenting practice is to apply two of the tips that we've given you, one for your child and one for you if you're a type one, to your food experience. What can you implement, tweak, that's going to make it more supportive and a more pleasant, positive, uplifting experience for your type 1 children and if you're a type 1 parent for you. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.